Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 162 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Sarah Ripper and Fiona McKeague. And unfortunately, Matilda Marsh can't be here with us today. She's lost her voice, but you'll find a link through to her profile in the article. Three friends from university, Fiona, Matilda, and Sarah, are now cup-verted, period preachers, bringing you Myoni menstrual cup. Free from bleaches, BPA plastic, latex, and other nasties, Myoni cup is Australian-made and owned. One cup replaces hundreds of disposables and saves time, money, and waste. They want to live in a world where taboo and shame is a thing of the past, where people have environmentally gentle, cost-effective, safe, and workable ways to experience their periods and a world where the cycle is embraced as a superpower. Myoni strives to empower menstruators and contribute positively to our planet, offering high-quality, locally-produced, reusable, responsible, recyclable menstrual cups that give back to the broader community. Myoni is committed to producing quality product, responsible domestic manufacturing, a transparent supply chain, and has pledged to donate 50% of profits to their community partners. So in today's podcast, we'll discuss their journey in getting Myoni running and the lessons they've learned along the way. We'll get their thoughts on how to create a menstrual revolution, and we'll hear some tips into starting a social enterprise. So Sarah and Fiona, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having us. G'day, Tom. Yep, thanks. It's great to be here. It is. It's been a pleasure to be collaborating with you both recently, and Matilda as well. So to start things off, could you please share a little bit about your backgrounds and what led you down the path of starting up a social enterprise? Sarah, did you want to go first? Okay, I'll go first. I guess we're kind of unlikely social entrepreneurs, really. Uh, We all studied different things, community development, arts. I studied film and international relations, worked in community sector and arts and entertainment, and I did teaching, and Fee works in rock art research. So we kind of never really thought that we would be starting a business, but we all started using menstrual cups a, a long time ago when they were really they were really a hippie thing and they were hard to access and they changed our worlds and we were just we were wondering where they were, you know, and yeah. we just wanted them to be more available to people. So mm. I vividly remember calling Fiona probably like five or six years ago saying, let's do some kind of menstrual cup project. I don't know what it's going to look like, but like, we just need to bring them to the world. And she was like, yeah, I'm in. Brilliant. What about yourself, Fiona? What what brought you along yeah. this journey? Was so it- we, were, we were friends at uni, which is how we met. And although we all sort of did different things, I think a one unifying theme for all of us is that we were all really interested in and committed to community development and social justice. Mm. And we were all concerned about and passionate about the environment. 
So we had those things in common and that was a theme that ran through all of the different projects that we'd gotten up to over time. And so when we discovered menstrual cups, we thought, yeah, this needs to be a thing and this needs to be mainstreamed as well. So that's how it sort of came about and turned into Myoni. And um, as we've gone along our journey, we've become more and more passionate about and concerned about period poverty as being a a really big issue and and a fundamental barrier to people's participation. And when I say people, I mean people who menstruate, our participation like fully in the world. Mm. It's a huge problem globally then. So tell us a little bit more about Myoni then. Like what is the vision here and where are you at on this journey? So I think the vision for Myoni and for me as part of Impact Boom, one of the things that's made a big difference is being able to workshop and clarify our vision and purpose. Mm. So we are committed to equipping the menstrual revolution. That's what we're up to. So the the journey and the vision for Myoni is um, we make quality product here in Australia. Our aim is to sell the product and in turn um, donate 50% of our profits to our community partners who are share the dignity because they're doing really amazing work around period poverty. Mm. And it's really fact-based work as well um, yep. that they're doing. And we're also just up to transforming the conversation that people have around periods and the relationship that we as a society have to this normal bodily process that happens um, but for some reason we're all still weird about it and we're still critically undereducated about it. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. So what have been some of the greatest challenges then in starting Myoni to date and how have you worked around them? As I said, we didn't come from the business world, so there was lots of, there's, and this continues to be, um, lots of things that we don't know that we don't know, but it's been a huge personal and professional development journey for all of us, I think. Some of the greatest challenges for us have been that we've we've chosen to make everything in Australia, and, um, and that's been great, and that's aligned with our values, uh, but it's also meant that things take a lot longer unfortunately so that's been one of our really big challenges and also because we're committed to keeping up to the highly stringent quality assurance guidelines of Australian standards with the Therapeutic Goods Administration which is fine but like the um, understanding all of those systems and processes has been a big learning curve for us as well. So three specific challenges uh, that I'm kind of really aware of that we've had to tackle. The first one we had was finance because we had a really great idea, but product development is costly. Mm. Um, so the first thing we needed to do was to find a way to finance ourselves to be able to develop a product, but at a stage of a business stage where we weren't ready to take investment because prototyping needs to happen before you can take investment. Yep. So we were very fortunate and very lucky to be successful in getting an Ignite Ideas grant from Advanced Queensland. So that's been an absolute game changer for us. You know, that bit of startup cash allowed us to get our tool made and to get things really sort of happening with our contract manufacturers. So that was number one challenge. Um, Another challenge is that we've said, which Sarah has just described, was understanding and coming to grips with the Therapeutic Goods Administration and the legislation in in Australia because we are classified as a therapeutic good Mm. and we're really committed to Australian standards um, and making sure that we make safe, quality, transparent products. But unfortunately, those standards are really developed with large 
companies in mind who are able to employ whole teams of consultants and their one job is to kind of specialise in this field. And they tell you things like what the outcome needs to be but not how you need to go about achieving it. So that's something you just have to work out yourselves. So that was another big challenge for us. And then the, I think the other big challenge is, which is what we've come to understand is what the menstrual revolution is all about, mm. is dealing with people's kind of weird shame and taboo about periods. I mean, I never thought that I'd be a period preacher. I never thought that that would happen. <laughs> but just somehow um, the more that we've gone along the journey of this project, the more that we realise that this is something that we need to talk about. And so having conversations with people about it um, has been both one of the most exciting bits of the journey and also that's been a challenge as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so beyond the actual menstrual cup itself, I know as you've just mentioned, you're really, really keen on taking the taboo out of menstruation. So do you have any other plans to really you know, build this community and help women to, to, to get past what may be you know, a taboo topic for some? Yeah, Tom, for sure we do. So to be clear, the menstrual revolution is not about a product or any one particular product. It it is about period poverty and it's about transforming our relationship with shame. It's about those two things. Mm -hmm. And I often talk to people about how, you know, when I was, this is is so ridiculous, right, but when I was a teenager, I remember leaving school and then every time that, you know, maybe in sex ed class they'd try and have a conversation about, about sex and I'd roll my eyes and go, oh, yeah, no, I know, I know, I already know about this, yeah. you know. Um, I've, I've read books. I know about this. And I look back at myself then and think, what a ridiculous thing. Mm. You know, I knew nothing. I knew nothing. And yeah. I think that that's how um, the level that we're at as a society with this conversation yeah. is, is we know nothing. So we often talk with people about the phases of your menstrual cycle, that this is something that's happening all the time. and. Yeah. and that if you experience fluctuations in your energy levels, this is this is part of normal life as a person who who goes through these cycles, and that blows people's minds. We're like, what? You know, I just thought that sometimes I'm really tired. And you're like, no, this is normal. Mm. And other times I have a bunch of energy. Yeah, that's great too. You know, and if you know this information and you're empowered by it, you can use that. Yeah, you know, to work with it rather than against it. Mm. So. We've been really big on um, finding ways to deliver, you know, that information and educational material as well. Fantastic. So as participants in the Elevate Plus Accelerator then, what have been a couple of the core lessons that you've both learned that you think would be really valuable for others who are looking to start a social enterprise? Um, network with your community. Find a, uh, a community of like-minded people and really support each other because I think sometimes we can get in our own heads or stuck in our own ideas of what we think is or is not possible. But mm. having a community around us has made the world of difference, just yeah. um, bouncing ideas around, seeing things from new perspectives, sharing yeah, new ways of being, nutting out strategy, vision, and innovative ways to make an impact. That's been fabulous for us. Wonderful. Yeah, I found the community aspect of it has been fantastic and the mentorship aspect of Impact Broom. I've been really thrilled to discover just how much our local kind of social enterprise ecosystem in southeast Queensland, how much of it is just driven by generosity. Mm. And everybody in this 
in this sector, in this space, has been so generous with their contributions to each other, with their time, um, with their networking, with their help. Um, and that's been really engaging and, and thrilling and a really delightful thing to be a part of. Absolutely. There's some amazing projects happening from the region. So what inspiring projects or initiatives have you guys come across recently which you believe are creating some great positive social change? Oh, my goodness. So many fabulous things happening in a lot of different sectors. So um, I know that sometimes it gets... Um, discouraging for people about what's happening globally but at grassroots and community levels I think we're seeing amazing things happening. I used to live in Melbourne and you know there were there were so many amazing projects from um, I mean we used to run projects getting the kids out of the detention centres for the day and having exciting activities and then partnering with different uh, charities like the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre, Friends of Refugees, heaps heaps of grassroots organisations that are even smaller than that doing amazing things and Mm. really connecting communities to one another. So that's amazing in those spaces and and I know that there's initiatives like that happening all over Australia. Fiona and I have been part of projects um, like the Hamlin Fistula Foundation and they're doing amazing things in women's health and in helping women who have obstetric fistula and training midwives. Um, There's amazing things happening in the food system. So obviously we have Food Connect in Queensland, Sovereign Foods and food cooperative movements that are becoming more prevalent, community gardens that are are popping up all over the place. I'm also loving the shift to social enterprise or impact or purpose-driven business becoming more commonplace. That's Mm. really refreshing to see. And because I also dwell in the world of holistic well-being and meditation and and that personal development space, I'm also loving seeing that coming into the business world and those sorts of ideas and concepts that I think previously would have been seen as a bit out there or woo-woo being seen as tools of productivity Mm. and tools that can help people to collaborate in more effective and more compassionate and more expanded ways. So there's some of the general things that I'm seeing that I I think are really exciting. Wonderful. Yeah, there's some great points and projects there. Thanks, Sarah. What about you, Fiona? I mean, two or three Australian projects that I have um, been really inspired by recently. So one hyper-local project is the Buy Nothing Project and Mm. this exists all over the world but there's local chapters everywhere Um, and it's about sharing community resources and reducing consumption lifestyles Um, and it has the wonderful outcome of connecting people at the same time. So that's one that I I really, really love. And then two other Australian projects which are not so much social enterprise, more in the charity space, but one is Share the Dignity. Mm. who we're proud to call our partners. They're fantastic and they're doing really great work around um, helping young people stay in school, um, especially when we know, for example, that in Australia a lot of young girls miss out on school because they don't have what they need to manage their period, which is crazy. So they're amazing. And then another one is One Girl who has projects in Africa about keeping girls in school and the longer you can keep girls in school the better the outcome will be for them and for their whole communities Mm. Um, so there's a a few things that I personally am really inspired by 
Yeah, wonderful. There's some great projects there. So to finish off then, what about some inspiring books or some other resources that you might recommend to our listeners? So for me, I've actually been finding that for where I'm at now, resources on productivity in general have been really good for me, Mm. um, just in order to develop kind of sustainable work habits where I can keep things moving along with everything that needs to happen and keep being productive um, without kind of, you know, driving myself into the ground. And one of the earliest ones I read was The Miracle Morning. Um, I think it's by Hal Elrod. Very, very simple strategies for getting the most out of my mornings. That's Mm. made a big difference for me. And then another one that I only just recently picked up, so I'll have to report back to you on it, Deep Work. Cal Newport um, is the author there and I've only just started it but he's all about how deep work is something that is easy to give up on when your life is full of emails and getting back to people Mm. but that's one of the most valuable practices that you can put in place for yourself. So those are are two that I'm on to at the moment. Yeah, they sound great. What about you, Sarah? Um, I think I'm going to take the period angle and um, encourage people to learn a bit more about their their cycle yeah. or the cycle of those that they love. So a really great one is Woman Code. So it's talking about um, obviously your cycle, fertility, and really how we can, I guess, people are really into hacking things. So how mm-hmm. can you hack your body to get the most out of it? How can you cultivate the four phases of your cycle? Mm. How can you look at the foods that you're eating? the uh, work tasks that you're choosing to do, the kind of exercise that is going to either propel you forward or maybe get in the way of, of how you, how you want to go about day-to-day life. Yeah. So I would encourage people to, I mean, there's lots of other resources out there, but starting to get curious about that. Yeah, wonderful. Well, they sound like some great books and I'll put some links through to them in the article. So what should people do then if they would like to learn more about Myoni and get their hands on one of these menstrual cups? Yeah, okay. Visit us at our website, www.myoni.love. You'll find a link there to sign up to our newsletter, to be in the know about what we're up to, and, of course, to purchase pre-sales, which will be closing shortly. And, obviously, you can follow us also on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out and be in contact. We'd love to hear from people and hear what they're up to. Wonderful. Thanks very much, Sarah and Fiona. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you this morning and it's been much appreciated that you've been able to share your insights and time. And for our audience, if you'd like to come along and and hear from Sarah, Fiona and Matilda as well, you can come and join them if you're living in Brisbane, Australia on the 6th of June where they'll be pitching at the Trifford for the Elevate Plus Social Enterprise Celebration and Pitch Night. So thanks again, girls, and we'll catch up again soon. Look forward to following your journey. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. I'm delighted to call you an honorary member of our Overy Gang. <laughs> thanks very much. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.